Welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. I would like to speak today a continuation of last Sunday, which was about Saul. The counterpart of that is David. And we know that the conflict that was between Saul and David uh, was a bit of a a bit of a mystery to a lot of people, but what I would like to bring out today is it's, it's just the way it is. When a man walks in the spirit and a man walks in the flesh, there's conflict. It always is. But what you will always find is the one that walks in the flesh will always try to, now I'll use the word kill, because that's what, what was done here with David, that Saul always tried to destroy David. Any time that you have people walking in the Spirit, you will have the carnal man trying to always put out the fire that is within them. Now, there's a design for that. Uh, there's a design for that that God uses to His glory. And I think we need to have this understanding. Uh, it is much easier. For, it is, it, how should I say that? I should say it maybe this way. For a carnal man to be critical of a spiritual man is extremely easy. But you will seldom see a spiritual man be critical of a carnal man because they don't think alike. That's exactly what it is. They don't think alike. When we look at Saul and David, we see that both of them were anointed by God. They were both anointed, not meaning that if you are anointed by God that you cannot turn and become carnal. I believe it's very possible that when a person is anointed by God, he can change and turn his life and become carnal. And we want to look at some of these things a little bit in what Saul had, and then also look at the life of David. And I can only begin to speak some things about the life of David, but I will continue to do so, at least for what I can today. The life of David is so much longer and so much, how should I say, there is a lot of importance that needs to be brought out concerning David that I cannot, could not bring out in one message at all. So we look at Saul and we see one thing. Saul was killed by, the, by Amalek. In fact, somebody asked me the question where that's found. It's in 2 Samuel chapter 1 from 8 through 10. Saul, remember one of the callings that Saul had right after he was anointed. He was asked by God to destroy the Amalekites. And what he did is he missed that. He did not kill them. In fact, he saved the king, Agag, and he kept him back. And as also some of the cattle and the best of some of the, the things that they were all to destroy, and he kept them back. And as you notice, it was Amalekite, one of the Amalekites, when, they, when Saul lay down, he tried to kill himself, and he lay there, and he would not die. And he looked up and put his... Uh, turned his face up, and there was a man standing above him, and, and he asked the man, who are you? And he said, I'm an Amalekite. Now we notice then that the Amalekite took the knife and he cut off, uh, he, he, he killed him, finally killed him, thinking that he was doing a favor because Saul was always after and against David. He tried to destroy him many times. And so he was trying to, he thought David would be satisfied with this, but David was 
deeply grieved by it because he said, even though Saul was going wrong, he was anointed. And he said, because you killed the anointed one, his life was taken. So David had to destroy him yet. So you do not do favors when you work against the anointing of God. In fact, you will hurt yourself sooner or later and into the next generations, you will really hurt yourself. This is why I have studied this. This is how I understand this. There's many people that get deceived by the idea that I can be against God and be against God's kingdom and it's not hurting me. But if you would be here for the generations in front of you, you would see very clearly the things in history that I've studied concerning the Bible of people that have done that. Even a wicked king by the name of Ahab, God spared him because he humbled himself, but he went into the next generation and he raised havoc in their generation because of what Ahab did. Now, you say like this, well, how is it in, in the, in the uh, New Testament? There is places that's very clear to us where it says this has been given as an example to those that will follow, to generations to come that will, which is us. So I absolutely believe that the moves we make and decisions we make in this life can have a very dynamic effect, whether positive or negative, in the next generation. Now, there's much to say about that, which I will not choose to go into that. I think I've been teaching about some of that for some years already. The lesson that we want to get from, uh, from Saul, not destroying Amalekite, it was the Amalekite that actually took his crown off, if you understand that. The very idea, the very reason that God took the crown off of Saul, which would be to dethrone him from his, as a king, the very thing that he used was the one that he was asked to destroy and he didn't because he was thinking his kindness would overrule the commandments of God. This is what happened. So the lesson is this, that which you will not overcome will overcome you. Verse 24, then it says, I believe in 1 Samuel about 17, uh, 15, and Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord in thy words, because I have feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now, we, we want to have an understanding of this as we go through this. I would kind of like to keep this message today as a teaching, of a practical teaching that I can communicate with you the importance of some of the things that I'm speaking about. And this, of course, being believing God's word and doing what God says. You see, we've come from religious backgrounds, many of us, and we come from traditional backgrounds, and we come from a culture, perhaps, that we look at the Word of God as being secondary. We think that we have options in believing the Word of God. Well, when the Word of God says something, then I have the option that, you know, when the Bible says and talks very strong language about walking in unbelief, we think, well, unbelief is not that big a sin. But it kept the children of Israel from going into the land of Canaan. That's literally what it did. The ones that went in, the ones that did not go in, they had to die off for 40 years. And then there was only two, Joshua and Caleb, that could get in. Now, the land of promise is a land that we live in. 
That is not talking about heaven. It is absolutely not talking about heaven. It's very clear because they had to destroy seven cities, seven enemy cities before they could conquer or come into Canaan. There is not going to be any enemy cities in heaven. That's not what it's referring to. It's talking about a promise of walking in a day, walking in a spirit-filled life in the land of promise right now. In a life where the promises of God will work for you. That's what it's giving reference to, in which I've talked some years about this already. But we want to see that what Saul, what took Saul's kingdom, was simply because he, thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and you've chosen to fear man more than you feared me. Do you get the depths of that? Sometimes we look at the Word of God and we see the Word of God and it speaks to us, but we say, yes, but what will they say? That's exactly what took the kingdom away from Saul. He feared man more than he feared God. And he was ruled by the thoughts of man. He wanted man to think well of him. That's why he saved some things against the word of God. And God says, you will not be a king in my kingdom if you're not going to uh, walk with my word. It's so important to see this. And like I would like to show you is, you see, we, we walk as kingdom people and God has called us to be priests and kings on the earth. And you will never be a king on the earth or in your calling, what God has called you to, unless you believe the word. If you're going to have unbelief in the word, and when God gives you a promise and you doubt that promise, then you will simply not walk as a king. That anointing will be taken away from you, and you will lose your power, and you will not have the power of God in you to take over the kingdoms that the Bible is talking about, or the seven cities of issues in our own lives that we all have to deal with. There's a message that I'm studying on, have been, have been studying on for quite a long time, overtaking the seven cities. There's seven cities that have to be taken down before God could lead the children of Israel fully into the land of promise where the promises of God started working. So there's seven cities that have, have to come down before the promises of God start working in your life. And those things, one of those cities is your own opinion, your own thoughts, and your own high towers. That has to come down and be destroyed so that God becomes king of my life and king in your life so that nothing else means anything, so that you will not fear man and you will not fear devils, but you will stand with the word of God, you'll stand with the work of God, and you will not bow your knee at anything else but only God. Only then can you be as a king. Many will go through this life, may I say, in the spiritual life today. They have their daily devotions. They, have their, they go to church. They do these little things, but they are not kings in God's kingdom. And God has called us to be kings and priests. And some of it is simply because of the fear of man. We fear man, and we, we choose to please man more than we want to please God. That's what took the crown right off of the head of Saul. 
Now, having said that, I would like to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. If you can look at this, Samuel was deeply grieved because he was the one that poured the oil, and perhaps some of the very oil I have in my, in my hands here. It's probably one of these oils all come from Israel, and they all have a, a prescribed thing within them for certain purposes. And so it's probably this one here, I believe, has frankincense, yes, myrrh and spikert. Could have been the very type of oil coming right from Israel. Could have been this very thing that was on both of their heads. Now, the difference was the condition of the man below. It was not the oil that was the problem because they were both anointed. But what happened is Samuel was very sad here because he was, and often we think of Samuel as, a, as, as the name of a young boy. It's not. Samuel was a prophet. And Samuel had the oil bottle. He had the horn. And so what he was doing, he was walking around as God directed him. And he anointed Saul because God told him. Remember the men that I had up here last Sunday, the shoulder heights and what that was to duplicate? It was to indicate this is what I'm looking for. The men versus the ones that were shorter, the head being lower than the shoulders. This is what a king does. A king holds the shoulder higher. The weight that is on his shoulder is higher than the weight that is on the heads of the burdened people. And last Sunday, I showed it to you by a visual by bringing men up here and women that were shorter. And so that the men's shoulders were taller. So you could visually see what God was trying to show us what a king is. A king will not, a, a king will bring people up. He will bring people higher. He will have their burdens. The government is on his shoulder, like it said in Isaiah or in Amos, I believe, where it's, or in Hosea, that it says about Jesus that the governments will rest on his shoulder. This is what kings will do. Now, Samuel then was crying, and according to, as I understand the Bible, he wept a lot through this very instance because he saw Saul going wrong. And this is a man that he had so much hope for because Israel never had a king until... We hope you've been inspired and changed by today's message. If you wish to listen to today's message or for other audio and video resources from the preaching ministry of Wayne Weaver, please visit ministriesofwayneweaver.com.